Chapter Three of the Barbados Girl by Barbara Hofflin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. This interesting display of natural feelings was interrupted by the hasty re-entrance of Mister Harewood, followed by Betty, the housemaid, who, in entering the door in a hurry, had fallen down a step and hurt her forehead, and was now brought forward by her good master to claim the assistance of her kind and skilful mistress the children were full of concern and condolence with betty and with great tenderness shrunk when they saw their mamma bathe their forehead with vinegar as they knew it must smart exceedingly and ellen could not help saying how good betty is she never says oh no miss said betty i know your mamma does it for my good and though she gives me some pain yet she saves me from a great deal more in a few minutes betty declared the smarting was quite gone and the children were so glad that matilda began to think though they were foolish yet they were certainly happy and she wished she could feel as happy as they did when betty was gone the tea came in and mrs harewood ordered a large plate of toast as she recollected matilda's scanty dinner thomas once handed it all round and mr harewood then said set it down when the children want it they will ask you for it all the children remembered poor matilda's wants and in order that she might have plenty without any more being ordered or anything in reference to the past being mentioned with true delicacy of feeling forbore to eat any more so that matilda could not repeat their words in asking which she now determined to do she was very hungry and the toast looked very tempting as it stood before the fire matilda looked at the toast and then at the footman her cheek glowed her eye was subdued but her tongue did not move thomas however handed her the toast and she then articulately said thank you this was heard but no notice was taken they knew that much false shame attends the first efforts to subdue pride and passion and they feared lest even approbation should be misconstrued in order to divert the general attention mrs harewood said i forgot to ask betty what made her run in such a hurry as to occasion her accident for i gave her leave to go out and stay till nine o'clock and it is only seven now i believe i believe madame said thomas very respectfully she came home in haste because her sister has twins and as you promised her some coddle she came to tell the cook to make it and likewise to get some little matter of clothing from her own clothes for the baby that is unprovided poor woman said mrs harewood we must all help this little stranger has a claim on us ellen clapped her hands oh mamma may i make it a nightcap yes my dear i will get some old linen and cut out a few things after tea i will give you a crown my dear said mr harewood as i cannot assist in sewing i must help to buy needles and thread and i will give you a shilling mamma said edmund if you please oh dear said charles i am very sorry but i have only fourpence because i spent all my money on my new kite but if that will do any good mamma it will do good charles and i will not grieve you by refusing it because i see you are sorry that you have no more which will teach you another time to be provident and then you will not be under the necessity of giving your last farthing or refusing to be charitable when such a case occurs again ellen handed charles fourpence to her mamma and as she did so she put a sixpence between the pence so as not to be seen by matilda lest it should seem like a reproach to her and as she slipped the whole into her mother's hand she said i hope mamma you will be so good as to let miss hanson make a little cap for the baby 
i don't like to sew said matilda rising at least not such things as these i think a bit of calico to wrap the pickaninnies in is the best and i'll give that to buy some with as she spoke she threw half a guinea on the table with the air of one desirous of exhibiting both generosity and wealth and looked round with an eye that asked for admiration no notice was taken mrs harewood opening her own purse took out half a crown and then counted all that she had got in doing it ellen perceived not her sixpence and she then with modesty but without any shame said i believe my sixpence must have slipped down i did not know you gave me one child yes but she did for i saw her said mr harewood though she was not aware that i did she gave it in silence not from affectation but a kind motive towards one who could not appreciate it but we will say no more on this point ellen you have gratified your father i see in your conduct the germ of a gentlewoman and what is infinitely more precious of a christian ellen sprung to her father's arms and in his affectionate kiss found a rich reward for a moment matilda thought to herself what a piece of work is here about sixpence will they take no notice at all of a bright golden half-guinea but still her understanding combated this thought for she knew that all the present company saw beyond the surface and estimated the gift according to the spirit of the donor betty now came in and mrs harewood gave her the money telling her to buy some frocks with it observing the servant eye the half-guinea she said that was the gift of miss hanson she is very rich it seems and gives out of her abundance i am sure you will be grateful to her but if your fellow-servants betty should spare out of the little time they have enough to assist you in the making of these things they will be the best friends you meet with for labour is much greater charity than money betty replied that she was much obliged to all her friends both above and below and especially to poor zebby who had offered with her lady's leave to sit up all night with her sister she has not only my leave but my approbation especially as your accident has rendered you unable tell zebby i will spare her for a week on this truly charitable occasion with many thanks betty withdrew and ellen was soon like her mamma busy with her needle mr harewood drawing a celestial globe towards him began to give his sons some instruction which interested them exceedingly all were employed all happy but matilda whose uneasiness was in fact considerably augmented by the idea of zebby leaving the house for though she used her ill she had a regard for her the extent of which she was not aware of till now that her heart was a little softened and her judgment enlightened by the transactions of the day after fidgeting about for some time she at length took up a needle and threaded it and then drawing more timidly towards mrs harewood she said i don't mind if i do so a little bit eager to seize upon any good symptom mrs harewood gave her a little cap carefully doubled down saying you see this is double in these countries the babies or pickaninnies as you call them must be kept warm i called that woman's twins pickaninnies because i thought she was poor a kind of servant we do not call white children so only little negroes they are all the same with us and will be so with you i hope by and by indeed they always were with sensible good people but matilda what long stitches you are taking i shall have all your work to pick out again i believe i cannot sew indeed so it appears nor can you play a tune nor read a french lesson nor write nor draw 
poor little girl you have a great deal to learn but however keep up your spirits if you are diligent and tractable you will conquer all your difficulties humility and industry will enable you to learn everything how very strange it is said matilda to herself that these people appear to pity me instead of envying me as they used to do in barbados and as i thought they would do here besides they are not angry with me even when they find fault with me and they seem to wish me to be good for the sake of being happy these thoughts somewhat soothed the perturbed bosom of the poor child until the hour of rest when the remembrance of the good-tempered negro's destination rose to her mind and she lamented her absence and blamed her exceedingly for leaving her to go after a woman she had never seen in her life but the next day it was apparent that the lesson she had received was not lost upon her she appeared ashamed of her ignorance and willing to learn and as all her young friends were very willing to instruct her in whatever they had the power she soon began to make some progress in her education she was a child of good capacity and when roused to exertion unusually quick and being at an age when the mind expands quickly it was no wonder that she soon gave evident marks of improvement it was observed that as her mind became enlightened her manners were softened and her petulance less obtrusive though she was seen to suffer daily from the habitual violence of her temper and the disposition to insolence which unchecked power is so apt to foster in young minds mrs harewood found the care of matilda greatly increase her task of managing her family as one naughty child frequently makes another by raising up a spirit of contention and ill-humour and charles was so frequently led into sallies of passion or tempted to ridicule the fault in his new companion that his parents often lamented that they had accepted such a burdensome charge but when they saw any symptoms of improvement in her they were ever happy to foster the good seed and in the consciousness that they were not only raising up a human mind to virtue and happiness but preparing an immortal soul for heaven they thought little of their own trouble and were even truly thankful that she had been entrusted to their careful examination and affectionate discipline End of chapter three